Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, this is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years, and anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. We've got a great show for you today. This is fun. We were just talking about headphones here. Uh, our guest today is Matt D'Andrea, lifelong automotive enthusiast, but also co-host of CarCast and a million other car things. Matt, thank you for being here. Thank you. Zuckerman's here. Mm. I was thinking about, you know, the headphones. When I was on your show, yeah. right, you guys all threw on your headphones yeah. and, and I didn't. Yeah. And then Adam said, what, are you trying to be cool? Right. <laughs> and he I, he I, likes the headphones. I've never understood that. Like, he likes the headphones. People yeah. without headphones are cool? I thought headphones were cool. <laughs> yeah. I thought the when you wearing put them on, of the no, headphones no, is cool. What is not it? anymore because of uh, because of what's his name, Beats. the Olympic swimmer, Doctor Dre. Who the Olympic? What, oh, what? Phelps because Phelps. he has Phelps he wears them and he's cool. He wears his headphones all the time. I know, but, but Adam he has was noise saying, problems. <laughs> Adam was saying you're not cool. What are you trying to be cool by not wearing them? Right. What well, is what? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So we we use them on our shows because we take phone calls. And, and, and talk I know why people use headphones, and, yeah. Matt Andrew. Okay. I'm not coming. I don't mean to put you on the hot seat right away. <laughs> I was like, but his, I just, his I just accusation, maybe... it's, and I, it's, you know, I've been thinking about it ever since I did the show. What, what do you mean? What do little, you mean, Adam, I don't... that not wearing headphones is cool? No. Let me tell you why I don't wear the headphones. And you know what? I remember when this happened. I interviewed him right after that, and I, and I didn't bring it up. Okay. And I should have. Yeah. So I'm going to bring it up to you, and you're going to have to bear the brunt of this. All right, let's do it. My head feels what, naked right now. By the way, none of us are wearing headphones right now. No. I, I don't understand the point of wearing headphones when you're having a conversation with three people around a table right here. <laughs> like, we're just talking. Why do I need headphones? You don't, unless you're <laughs> going to, like, take phone calls need. or something, right? Oh, like, unless you're taking phone calls? Right. Okay. So what I do is I put one headphone over one ear. Okay. Uh, frankly, I find the whole thing disorienting. Like it's, it's a, it's, you know, when people uh, go on quiz shows, right, they always write these questions for the guests. I don't know if you know this, but they write the questions a little easier, right? Because when a normal person gets out on a stage with lights and cameras in their face and an audience, they panic. Sometimes they don't even know their own names. (laughs) And for me, when I throw those headphones on and I suddenly I'm looking into my ear and I'm starting to listen to myself and I I don't want to listen to myself. It's bad enough these people have to listen to themselves. <laughs> so look, this therapy for this. All of this can be resolved with the doctor. Really? I think what I've heard, you've been thinking about this ever since you were on the Adam <clears throat> Carolla show. No, I just thought it was a very strange comment to say, what are you trying to be cool by not wearing your headphones? Like, like headphones no, are dorky, you're right. I, I'm out? Yeah. Like, like, I'm not no, doing it? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's like, well, here we're a headphone people here. We're, and I know he you know, meant at, nothing at by, by it, but it was, <clears throat> and it's a stray comment, but it still, it annoyed me. I'm a little annoyed, and I love Therapy. Adam. But I, well, that's but the way you kick annoyed. off a show with Adam, is get annoyed immediately. He's the best. Is that how? I, I no, love You know what I love fantastic. about it? He's very approachable, uh, you know, just a really sweet guy. He's actually always been there for me, right? I, you know, my wife was reminding me, years ago, we called him, 
he was doing Love Line or something to help out with a charity event, and he announced it on the show. I mean, I don't. I think I only knew his friend Daniel Kellison at that mm-hmm. point, and he's always been that uh, type of friend to me. So, this complaint is done with love, peace and love. Zuckerman yeah. raising an eyebrow. Anyway, we're, we're doing never a, complain about anything we're, ever. We're doing a podcast not about Adam Carolla. No, we're not. He we're, says yes to everything. By the way, he's a good dude. Like he just wants. He's to a do great stuff. guy. Um, we're here with Matt D'Andrea. Yes. Co-host of CarCast. How did you get involved in that show, by the way? You know, I, I ran I ran a web development company in L.A. I ran a technology company for a long time. and uh, Normal route of entry. And, <laughs> right. Uh, right. And that's it. That's the end of the story. <laughs> um, and one of, one of the, the big technology companies that I, I had worked for was a client of mine, uh, one of the guys there was like a VP, he was a cool guy, and we were, we both kind of connected. We were in the cars. We did a couple track days at Willow Springs for fun. And then, you know, we always just stayed in touch and kind of worked with each other on and off over the years, uh, just sort of client-vendor relationship. And and then he went, and, uh, and he was like a like a high school friend of, of Adam's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and Adam was starting the podcast. He started uh, Adam Carolla Show. Um, so this is right after the radio show, right? Yeah. And Adam's brilliant move is he's got this radio show. He replaces Howard Stern, as I recall. They decide they're not going to do the Adam Carolla Show anymore. And he tells his million-plus listeners, hey, tomorrow... I'm going to be in my kitchen with a microphone. I don't know what's going to happen, but find me on adamcarolla.com. Yeah, pretty and- much. It was, it was like a 72-hour thing. He's like, let's – like, I don't know what a podcast in, but if I can still talk to these people, let's and do as it. And as wow. legend, legend goes, he was in his underwear walking around making coffee just talking, right? And that, that was the beginning of this, this podcast yeah. thing, right? So about six months after he started that, he – But think about that moment, Zuckerman. I but remember being prescient, the moment, but being and, prescient enough to go, hey, to my to all of my people, rather than getting the, this fan base back, just show up tomorrow to my uh, to my website, and something will be happening. That's a pretty exciting little moment. For it's broadcasting. Genius. I I remember the moment, and I remember thinking, well, there goes another guy we'll never hear of again <laughs> <laughs> because I'm dumb, and I and I have contempt before investigation all the time. Right, but really, there's an innovative moment happening there. So he. He does that. He gets this podcast so, thing going. Right. Before podcast one, before anything. Right, right, so there right. was also like this learning curve, like telling people what's a podcast and right. what you're doing. And so about six months into it, he he started CarCast with this friend of his. And that guy called me and he's like, hey, I know you're kind of moving out of technology, getting more into the automotive, like as a profession. How do you feel about maybe coming in and trying to produce the show? I had already known most of everybody in the automotive mm-hmm. aftermarket. So I thought it as an opportunity to start to go out and put people on the show that are interesting car guys and people in the manufacturing part of the world, but that aren't car guy celebrities. Like now, right, right. now there's, you know, there's guys like John Hotchkiss, his suspension guy is on TV and, and different shows and, and Ken Lingenfelter, Ken Lingenfelter goes to, to car shows and events now and signs autographs, but you would never think back then. No, to, I know. I to know. like, hey, who you know, John Hotchkiss is a is a great racer. His family's racers, and he owns a suspension company in Santa Fe Springs. How about bring him in as a guest and let's talk about how he built the company and the suspension, the dynamics of it, and and uh, so I started producing that, and then um, and then eventually Adam, you know, said, well, why don't you why don't you co-host it with me? And and I said, uh, sure. And there you go. And that was it. But wow. it was it was it was great to do. And you're right. There was such a learning. I don't even think Adam was allowed to even make money in that first year. I think he was still basically under a radio contract. Right. Right. And he just had to pay out of pocket. He was just like, I just want to do this for the fans. Let's just let's just do this it's for as an long amazing as we can. moment. Really? Now, Zuckerman. So, Podcast One has 200 podcasts. All right, there are 200 of us here. Carcast is a, is one of them. Adam mm-hmm. Carolla show. There are a bunch more. Uh, Adam, I was told, is 50 percent of the business of Podcast One. Yeah, Corolla Digital amounts Just one for, guy, Corolla Digital, for what they're doing, making money. So impressive. It's impressive. So impressive. And how and many th- car casts a week do you do? Are you doing uh, five a week at this point? or No. Thanks for asking, Spike, because we do one a week, one but we're week. just launching this second episode. But we're... We're expanding the CarCast brand. I'm going to continue to do once a week with Adam because he okay. loves so much vintage racing and car collecting. We've had this conversation yeah, yeah. many times. Um, but 
I'm also going to do a second weekly show with Goldberg, the wrestler. Oh, you are? Because you got Goldberg. Now, I, awesome. I worked with Goldberg. Goldberg is nuts. He's nuts, but he's such a <laughs> like, – And I love him. He's a car guy. You know, we did a, we did a, a, big a pilot with guy, him yeah. with Magnus Walker. And in fact, oh, yeah. it was a special that aired on History, I think. And, and that was quite a meeting of minds, those two. We had Magnus Walker and Crazy Goldberg and uh, – well, I'd love to show you the B-roll. The I'd love to see the, the B-roll because, uh, uh, you know, um, as, he, as you're listening to this show, we, we would already be in the studio, but we're literally starting the first show. I like that. You know, like and what are you guys going to talk of, about on this podcast? Well, so now we can get more into the muscle car market, the aftermarket, everything you see at SEMA. He's got a, a collection of like 22 or so muscle cars and he's got – Two two Hellcats, a Charger and a, a Challenger Hellcat. And, He's got two demons. He lives demon. he lives near a runway that he runs them on, right? He does we for charity there. events too, as well. Yeah, he runs his lawman Mustang out there. Oh, does right. tons of charity stuff for the military. Loves all mm-hmm. that stuff. And uh, uh, but also we um, and he's one, also just one of these uh, wrestling car collectors. Like John Cena is emerging right now on YouTube with his car collection. He's talking about cars. And what's funny about both these guys? Yeah, is I don't know if Cena's a car guy yet, or just a guy who buys he's, cars. Look, he's every week he's putting out videos on YouTube, and, he, and he's I, getting sued by Ford for some of it. But <laughs> yeah, what, what, but what I like about both those guys is they're buying cars and they're building cars that kind of look like versions of themselves, well, like steroided out wrestler mobiles. Because Bill only can fit in a certain amount of cars, right? You know, no, like, but they're <laughs> no, but they're also the engines are jacked up. Like it's, it's, you have it's that an Cobra extension that's of It's an extension of this wrestling personality, yeah, right? Right. right. Go, it's Goldberg's its own very Cobra. specific kind. I, I hosted a, a YouTube show for GQ magazine called Car Collectors. We did mm-hmm. a bunch of collections, and, and Goldberg was on it. And I was like, we, we've got to drive one of the cars, so just pick something insane. He's like, oh, well, the, the Cobra's insane. And we got into that, and I think I think it was Hendrick Motorsports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Hendrick Motorsports was like, hey, you know, we, we had a great season, whatever, years ago racing, and we've got one of these insane NASCAR engines. And uh, he was like, do you, do you want it? He's like, yes. Can you put it in something for me? They're like, what do you want? He goes, the lightest, stupidest thing you can find. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, this will be fun to put it in a Cobra, though, because right. it's a little, you know, it's it's, it's a Chevy-based <laughs> motor, and, and we'll put it in a Cobra, and that'll piss people off, and it's super light. And and we just we just went out and just spun around in circles and just smoky circles in that car. And he's not afraid to hammer down. That's the thing. And, you know, Goldberg's wife's a stunt woman, so – she would have uh, to be to lay beneath yeah. that man. Do you? So will this be you like that, Zuckerman? That was your best line uh, ever. Ooh, a dirty sex joke for you, my friend. Now is he? So will he be coming in a Corolla Digital in the Valley where you guys do your thing? Yeah, and the the, and the best way that, we can paint figure that it out. picture for everybody because I know you've been doing this for a while, but a lot of the listeners here are kind of Porsche guys. But the the operation you guys have going on over there is wild. Zuckerman, you haven't even I've even not seen been it. there. This is one of those kind of like there's there are three of them that I know of that people talk about. There's the Seinfeld thing, there's the Leno thing, and then there's the Corolla thing, and they were all very very different. And these guys have this kind of podcasting TV studio and then this uh, collection of cars and then they're building Datsun race cars yeah. at the same time in multiple buildings, yeah. right? Well, first Do of I all, have it right? I, I love that we're categorizing that group with Leno and Seinfeld as <laughs> oh, well. Oh, please. And- You've got multiple <laughs> buildings. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the funny thing that you guys have added is this – well, Jay does it. Jay's Garage broadcast from his thing. But you guys have this podcasting empire yeah. in the middle of it. It's really cool. It's it, it, Explain it. it Paint the picture okay, for everybody. Well, to answer your first question is Goldberg lives down south in like the right. Oceanside area. Uh-huh. So the best way for us to do this type of show is for him to come up like once a month. We record four shows in there a day wow. and then he's gone for a while, you know, and uh, otherwise it's just, mm-hmm. it just it just gets to be a mess. So right. that's that's kind of the goal. We'll do a few live shows and on, on location shows. And will and, this be a podcast like one show? Uh, it will be. It's okay. it's. Everything through Corolla Digital ultimately is is a part podcast. One so will they have to well. get rid of one of the two hundred? Because Norm Pettis, who runs the thing, said not a, not a podcast more than two hundred. So let's get rid of somebody right now. Okay, well let's cut somebody if you like. <laughs> but I feel like let's I, I don't see know whose I, name like, come. Mackie and Judd, you're done. Whoever you are, I'm watching. I'm looking at their <laughs> name up. The first thing uh, up on the screen. Eisen extra. No, we're gonna keep Rich Eisen. He's great. Yeah. He does a good show. I, I don't know. I I. I 
I made it a Corolla digital show. Right. So I don't know, like, does podcast one say they have 200 or do they have there's spikes car radio or do they have I, like I 200 plus it, it doesn't matter whatever it doesn't matter. Digital, let's talk know. let's yeah. talk about what you have going on down there because it's impressive so uh adam originally had <clears throat> he had a warehouse down there uh that he you know stored some cars in and mm-hmm. did some woodworking stuff you know because he was a carpenter as well and still likes to do a lot of that kind of stuff and that sort of grew into the first podcast studio. That's the building that you came mm-hmm. to. And there's some cars and stuff in the back and some things around. Is it, it's a building in Gulf Livery, Zuckerman, right? Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole building the, is. The whole building the is outside. Painted, yeah. the, outside the outside of the building is painted in Gulf <laughs> Livery. It's got a big meatball and a number on it. It's great. And, uh, it's and then when you go inside, like the floors and everything are done in orange and blue. He's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, huh? and, except also when you walk inside, it's like it's it feels like an old man. Man's garage full of stuff like oh, artifacts got everywhere. Artifacts. It's got gas pumps and the signs. No, yeah. it's a lot. Of, it's, it's a lot of... organized. It's just junked up in a very pleasant way. Yeah. Okay. Right. That'd be a, a nice... organic layering. Yeah, we like were... like a woman has not set foot in there in twenty years. For sure. Blessed. <laughs> a blessed sanctuary. This is a that's real man much, space. That's pretty much spot on. So, <laughs> so that's the podcast studio. Adam designed and built the studio yes, that's in that there. Is and clear you know, to we've me. got like you guys got here. We got our engineering room. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. we use. I mean, we use headphones, so we do it a little differently. But it's great. No, no, I admire your setup. <laughs> Behind the glass, they have two or three like guys like running back and forth. Yeah. They they have monitors up where they can you know run video. We were talking about you know, hey, pull that up on YouTube. We were taking calls live it was great though will tells me here we can take calls at some point Zuckerman. And really? our, our producers and, and i think are, we're going to end up doing that because i would in, like that I whenever like, i ask for questions people go nuts i would and, i would like to have the very off-the-cuff commentary works for a lot of people just well, speaking off the cuff. I, I think a lot of i think it would be fun just to have uh what zuckerman sounds like and what i thought he looked like conversation with listeners because that seems to be a very popular topic and we're going to get to your listener questions very soon and some of them involve that so so really adam adam created this industry in large he really did yeah now there's another building that you go to that has a beautiful collection of cars uh there are lamborghinis he's got some amazing right our production company that does the the documentaries, the Paul Newman film and the Twenty Four Hour War. We have the uh, Willie T. Ribs documentary coming out. Who is Willie T. Ribs? He's the I first black IndyCar racer. He's like he's uh, he's fantastic. Yeah. No wow. joke, he's, Zuckerman. He's, he's no, not. no. I'm just saying he's taken this. In, he's really taken this and run with it. And we're going to do the is Willie T. Ribs his real name? I you know that's or a good is that question. his nickname? He's always been. I've always known as <laughs> known him as Willie T. Ribs. Well, you're making the biography. I, yeah, I, I didn't see it yet. Oh, I didn't get to see it yet. yet. Right. But uh, uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, so the, and that's a great film, and uh, and the Shelby documentary we're going to have come out soon. And, and, and do you guys put these films out on your own, or how, so <clears throat> where do people see them? So the films are uh, they're on chassis.com, C H A S S Y, and that's a platform that we own. And our guys on on the chassis media side have been acquiring a bunch of other properties as well. We have the Bug movie narrated by Ewan McGregor. I think we have an Indian motorcycle movie that right. Leno narrated. Is that um, the uh, and who who made the Bug movie? That, I don't that, I don't know. We didn't we didn't do it. It was right, just one right. of the ones we acquired. Cool. An empire in the making here, Federer. Yeah, yeah. What are um, we doing? I think it's already what, making. They've been made. Zuckerman. What are we going to do? Did you, did you see what Adam Carolla bought uh, last I, summer? Oh, what the nine thirty five? Yeah, I see. Uh, that's that's an, a, He's already he's already made an empire. If we, you're buying nine thirty fives, Paul Newman's. We had to get the Porsche. I, I was we afraid to even. We had to we spend had five to. million dollars, Zuckerman. I, I was afraid to come in here and do a show with you guys if we didn't have <laughs> we at least to. one Porsche in the collection. I like that. when you're Please. impelled to spend five million dollars. <laughs> so they have that space. They have a space full of cars. They have bays where they're working on race cars. Uh, I saw Dotson something or other up yeah, on, so on there. There's it, it, there's Dotson a couple guys. There's a, there's a B210, yeah, yes. that's what they had. There's a couple the guys in-house that basically just work on cars full-time for Adam. Yeah, and we have a race shop in the back. They're yeah. restoring cars. Oh, and, and he's not up there with Seinfeld or Leno. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, got, he's just he's a regular he's guy. A regular guy with his <laughs> in-house always a treat to me in the, in the same sentence with those but guys. But of course you, you guys in-house are. in-house mechanics. Yes. When you have in buildings and in-house mechanics, yeah. you've How many arrived. 
You're okay now. Yes. Well, it's so all going to be okay. We just bought a third building. <laughs> and, uh, and I say we because we're just part of the whole collection over there. But uh, it's really all Adam's money and I spend it all. But That's fantastic. Um, and you also manage the collection a little bit too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I – What are you guys I, buying? What can you say? We're – uh, we're we're not necessarily buying any cars right now. We have a few cars for sale. Oh, what do you got? Uh, oh, we you have, go. um, we have a seventy two BMW three point CSL. Oh, we like that. Kind of, what color? Uh, That's a big, it's very black. Uh, Cuffy Crab. How vintage how? race this car? Really? And, That's uh, another. Can we hook him up with Willie Ribs? Cuffy <laughs> Crab and Willie Ribs. <laughs> Willie Ribs. Um, and so we've got that car in black. It, it's great. Uh, we, we fires right up. We drove it around the block the other day. You know, you can only go so far, so far before Glendale PD is like, "What's going on over Straight there?" Straight right? That's a race car. Okay. It does it have a title? Um, no, no. It's a race it's a car. Full on it's race a full car, race so car. Yeah. So it. that car is 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 fantastic. Uh, if you want to get into some vintage racing, this is the way to do it. Because you know the the, C, the 3.0 CSLs are 1.2 million dollars, and this is this is not it's not mm-hmm. it's not the the full you know one of the super rare uh, ones. So uh, we have that car. We have a 1965 Lamborghini 350 mm. GT, Ooh. and I really believe what color is it's that? black with <sighs> the with the uh, uh, it's it's got sort of the brownish interior, right? Um, I think that's the best looking. I think the the, the later version, the forty five hundred, is not yeah. nearly as good looking as the thirty five hundred. Right, right, the the four hundred, the four hundred, yeah, yes. yeah, the four hundred GT. So we have one of those as well, but that's not for sale. Um, but the three fifty, I really believe this is the nicest, pretty much all original one out there. There's been a little bit of touch it. up on the paint. It is. Absolutely stunning. The interior is all Second original. One, we've been seeing that car show up, not that very yes. car, show up in Malibu, someone. right? That fella's right. been driving. I, That's I the like... guy who bought it in Scottsdale like uh, <clears throat> in January. Yeah, I think he, he is, bought it in Scottsdale right, and he's right. been driving it around. Right. That right, car right. is beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah. a he nice went, car, he went, too. That guy went instant car collection, or at least yeah. that's my impression. He bought the Mura. And no, the, I think those guys are brokers. Oh, really? Both those guys are brokers, I like yeah. the idea of a black uh, black 350 because there's so much engine heat, and then you've got the black car, and you really <laughs> I like I like being desiccated this, in an old car. This car, <clears throat> warm. driving this car is cooler than not wearing headphones. You will yeah. absolutely love it. Oh, it is. You're hearing a car sale, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to love it. Very and excited. Like, so of- the 65 Lamborghini was the first Lamborghini production model built. This was Lamborghini's answer to Ferrari. Ferrari going, hey, screw you. We don't want to build your car. How many of these the cars did they There's make? There's like 120 made. Ooh. They're they're V twelve. Zuckerman's eyebrows are flaring. But Look at that. in sixty five, they're they're gorged. They're four wheel disc brake. Engorged. They're five speed aluminum body. His plenum is swelling right now. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you smile, the price goes up just yes. like a little bit. So yes. that's perfect. Wow, wow, this is good. Yes. Now you drove. You remember when our good friend Steve Sirio sent us uh, a Lamborghini. For you to drive, right? Yeah, this was, is the, he stopped doing this because you and I just started driving around LA and taking pictures had, with it and laying on it. I think it was a four well, four hundred GT, yeah, right? right? So our friend Serio said, "Can I have it put in your garage?" And I said, "Well, why, of course." And then he sent it over to us, <laughs> and then we proceeded to drive no, it Zuckerman, several hundred the, 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 miles. You're, you're, oh, you guys Ferris Bueller did. You brought it back with all the miles. He on goes, it. "Hey, let's drive Serio's car <laughs> this weekend." I go, "What do you mean?" I, I thought you were just supposed to look at it. He goes, come on, let's just drive it. He doesn't care. <laughs> and then we just hooned that thing Saturday and Sunday, threw it up on Instagram, and how quickly did he take it back? He just... It was quick. He was in- <laughs> If he didn't want you to drive it, why'd he leave the key? But that's exactly my point. It was, it was what implied, the lawyer was saying. It was implied permission, is <laughs> right. what yeah. I said. Now, I yes. know Steve, and I know you. What he meant, and what he was doing was, I want to put this in your hangar for you to look at, and then you have the option to buy it. He didn't say, I want you Cretans driving around with your green tea that you're holding right now, just, leaving it on the seat. I'm shrugging, saying, oh, well, <laughs> cut off my legs and call me Shorty. I made a mistake. Okay. So, you want to no, sell a car. Mistake, by the way, <laughs> I, it was a prescient move. And I now look at it and go, that was really fun. And as I said to you at the time, I said, oh, my God, I just saved 700 grand because I drove it all I needed to ever drive That's it in right. my life. I found that car came alive. 
at 70 miles an hour in third gear and became the most wonderful experience of my life. At other speeds and other conditions, not so great. Okay. But what do you expect? 65 Come drive the 350. You know what I do remember is the ladies in my neighborhood stopping in the driveway and coming up and going, what is that? Right. They thought it was a beautiful They thought Tony creation. from My Dream of Genie had shown up and they wanted and they wanted a part of it's that. It's rare. There's a lot of metal in my driveway on any given weekend and that is one of the that would say I would say probably one of the top two hits that's ever been in it? the driveway. It was a burgundy color. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Nice. Will, how Not- many breaks do we have to do? One break? All right, let's keep going and let's keep talking. Well, are oh, we, wait, are, wait, there's another car. Just let me let me hear the third. Right, what's okay, the third, third car? The third car is a 1994 <laughs> Nissan 300ZX race car driven by Man. Johnny O'Connell, Steve Millen, <clears throat> and yeah, Very Hart. interesting. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, did you read about that Uzi Nissan uh, Nissan suit that was in uh, no. Jalopnik this week? No, no, no. What? It's this guy, uh, I guess his name is uh, Uzi Nissan. He... Uh, it's just a guy who his last name is Nissan, and he went on the internet and he secured Nissan.com for his little <laughs> computer company. And uh, it wasn't until Nissan, the motor company, decided they needed an internet presence that they called him and said, "We we want this now." And he said, "You can go fuck yourselves. It's not going to happen." He just uh, won his lawsuit against <laughs> Nissan. <laughs> He, you know, I, he, I, he went 10 years. He went the crazy distance. Crazy Israelis. Do not fuck with crazy Israelis <laughs> named Uzi Nissan. Uh, they are not, you know, if your first name's Uzi, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, eight years. He eight went years. eight years okay. fighting Nissan, spent all of his money fighting them to keep his name for Nis- Uzi Nissan Computers. Nissan.com. Nissan Computers. How much do you think Nissan, the car company, offered him to buy it? Not enough. He said to them. Million, don't even offer me millions of dollars. It's not happening. I'm very proud of my name, and this is mine, and I own it. And you know what? The courts finally agreed. Yeah, I would have <laughs> sold it. <laughs> I would have taken the money. I, I mean, the money. come on. Yeah. Two million bucks? Yeah, because we really haven't heard of Nissan Computer Company. Right? Yeah. No, I. well, we, we're talking about it now. Yes. But he's a folk hero right now. And Jalopnik did yeah, some really been rich. nice coverage about it. Yeah, yeah, I guess he could have. <laughs> He's got his name like... though. He'll be in the he'll be in the Shalom <laughs> retirement home behind Fairfax. <laughs> uh, but I kept my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will count for something, won't yes, it? Yes, yes. At Cantor's at the third table on the left, he'll be telling everybody to listen. Oh. <laughs> now he beat Nissan. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good story. What's no, a better well, story? Two million dollars in the bank, or I beat Nissan? I beat Nissan. I vote okay. for I beat Nissan. In, in 2050, no one's going to believe a word this guy says. Well, Does he, he sound like a lunatic? He can Google it on his uh, his uh, his carbon eye computer or whatever His it is. iPhone 2500? <laughs> no, it'll be in the eye there, the the eye there. Um, altered carbon is, is saying that our little phones will be in our eye. That's what they project on Netflix. I know where I want my phone. Where? <laughs> I, I don't know what any of that means. No, I'm not I, I don't even know what any of that means. Um, all right, we're going to take listener uh, questions in a little bit. Uh, what's Shift and Steer? Is that another podcast you're Shift doing? Shift and Steer is another podcast. I do it with a guy named Brad Fanshaw, who uh, uh, used to run, uh, he was president of Boyd Coddington uh, Wheels, mm-hmm. and he runs uh, Bond Speed Wheels. And Aaron Hagar, who has uh, Rat Runner's Garage up in Lake Tahoe, and he's Sammy Hagar's son. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Those guys are just just friends of mine for years and years. We just want to do a podcast together, so we just have a great time. Does today. Sammy ever come on the show? No. Well, there you go. No, but why not? I don't know. I don't know that we ever asked him. Hmm. Is he a car guy? Yeah, yeah. dude. He's been a car guy forever. Really? I can't drive fifty five. No, on. well, that's a car song. That's uh, it's not still a car. because he was a car guy. Yeah, yeah, he's got a he's got a nice collection of cars. I know that he uh, uh, flew to Italy on his private jet mm-hmm. to custom order his LaFerrari. Wow. And uh, Which was at uh, Monterey. I think it was at the Quail two years ago. Boy, I didn't know have that. Have you met him? Yeah. How's his hair <clears> looking? Does he, have that, does he have that hair still? Or uh, he great? looks great, actually. He looks great. And he's I, just, I've he's been to his out. home. He's I've been to around. his Cabo just... home. I spent the day with him with some friends uh, years ago. Back in the day, Zuckerman. Really? Partying with, with Sammy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was, uh, it was enjoyable. It was fun. Lots of tequila. Lots of sunshine. Great guy. 
just, I don't. I didn't just, see any cars that day. Just though. follow the dude on Instagram. His yeah. whole life is fun. He's just he he don't wear shoes. He's just got sandals on the whole time. Everywhere he is, he's like, I'm at the beach. I'm on my plane. I'm at the beach. I'm on my plane. Like that's is like, and he's just constantly like mixing it's drinks a good and life, doing more stuff. Right? And then he goes and plays a concert. He wears his sandals and a t-shirt. He plays concerts and and uh, Michael Anthony. Uh, from Van Halen as well is with Sammy Hagar uh, mm-hmm. and all of his bands, and he's Brad Fanshawe's business partner in the Wheel Company. And Michael's great; he's got a huge card collection as well. He's a great guy. He goes with us to the auction. And he, we we all get together and get a crew together to go to like Bear Jackson auctions and things like that. And and Michael goes guy. through the catalog and and just goes through every one of them. Likes to write down the price of every single car. Mm-hmm. Like they just like that's. That's their that's their. Deal He's living the live. life that Uzi Nissan wants to fall into. He wants <laughs> Uzi Nissan yeah. wants to go from his tech company to this guy's. If life. I was if I sold my you know Uzi Your Nissan name. name, I'd be buying cars with the rest right? of the guys we get to hang out with over there. Well, you're listening to Matt DeAndrea from uh, CarCast and the Southern California automotive scene that we're all part part of here we'll uh, be right back with more spikes car radio and we're going to answer your questions if you're looking to buy a car you're probably familiar with the terms msrp you might even know what it stands for but what does it actually mean the same goes for invoice list price and dealer price it's enough to confuse anybody all you're really looking for is a price that actually means something Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your home. And how do you know if your True Price car is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their True Price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. What's it like for you watching games of your son coaching? Agonizing. It's a family affair on Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast. You know, I didn't know there was actual work here. (laughs) Recent guests include Rich Eisen, John Harbaugh, Judge Judy, and John Madden. I thought one of the greatest jobs in coaching in the NFL was Jim's first year with the 49ers. Exclusively on Podcast One Sportsnet. Get episodes every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Great time to be a Wolverine. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back. Zuckerman's getting antsy. He's going to make some money. Yeah. Really? Today? How much money? It's Friday here, by the way. Okay. It's uh, money, money doesn't. How money much doesn't, money can you make between 10.30 and 6 today? Money doesn't sleep, Ferris did. Money doesn't <laughs> know what day of the week they it is. They can't make the money at the office without you? Okay, they need guidance. Uh, a ship needs a captain. Yes. Right? I, need I thought to you had the, partners. Can't they be? Everybody's got a role. Everybody's got a role in the war machine. Right. And, and I have a particular role. And Which I, is what? I am. Head bonker? Exactly. I'm the guy that's moving the little assets around, like uh, pushing the tanks across the board. Yes. I'm I've mo- seen your generals come into your office where they all have files and they ask quick questions. You go, yes, no, all right, yes, let's do that. And then you get a phone right. call. You're going to have a heart attack. You got to be careful. Do you, ever, do you ever monitor your heart in that situation? It's like an OR. It's like a triage unit in there, a legal uh, it, triage it, unit. I know. And, and the stress is not good for me, but I'm a stress junkie and I'm an, an adrenaline junkie. And I like to be overstimulated. <clears throat> and did you did you get that Chevy Chase road rage story I sent you Absolutely. yesterday? Absolutely. And, and do you see... Did you see why? How he bad he looks in that situation? If you if you didn't read the story, Chevy Chase is Are, chasing a bunch of idiot kids in their in their twenties who did some cut him off in upstate New York. I know, and, and I already told you that I that I realized that there is no senior fighting league. That I'm hanging up my gloves. I'm not. I'm not going you, to be so angry anymore. Yet. It's hard. It's hard. Zuckerman and I both suffer from being angry guys on the road. Well, what, Do you what, suffer you, from you that, Matt? At all? You don't seem like it. You seem very nice, kind of calm, yeah, rational I, guy. I, I, I kind of don't. You're you know? so lucky. Like, I kind of You are a don't. lucky man. But yeah. I do have a pet peeve. It's like, I don't know why, but people that don't signal, that irritates right. Now you sound like Pee Wee Herman. We're talking about serious shit, like rolling the window down and punching someone in the head. <laughs> getting out of the car you know we've had this guy i don't no, know if we I talked about it on the show go. but like, remember the, the other clip i sent you yesterday of the guy in new york who pushes push the, the woman down i have to now, say but uh, wait a minute before you before you interrupt remember i was in that situation 
in Santa Monica right. where a woman came up to me and started screaming and my window was down and she punched the phone out of my hand. And what did you say that I should have done to her? Okay, put me on the spot. I said, you should have flung your door open so fast and so hard that her little body would have flown no, like dirty you, laundry off a clothesline. You said yeah. bloody her nose or something. But your point was, uh, your point was, you have a right to defend yourself in a situation where you're being attacked. And I was, and I was innocent in this one. This woman was violating my space. She came at me. I rolled the window down to see what she was going to do. And she punched me. Okay, okay so we're going to back up. And, and here's no, wait, here's no, the no, best no, part no, of the story. I got to tell it is that the reason she was angry, you may have cut her off, you may not have, but when she started no, giving no, no, you no, the up. finger and and misbehaving, you and Johnny laughed at her. All right, and that yes, was, that's true. No, yes, wait, no, no, we did not cut her off. Made her we, nuts. we were in traffic. I pulled into the left lane. She was on her phone looking down, and she started moving forward, and her automatic Audi measuring system, braking system broke. And stopped for her so she didn't smash into me because she was on her goddamn phone, right? And that scared her. And then she went crazy on us. She pulled up next to us, started screaming at us. We turned like, what, what the hell is going on? And we, yes, we did laugh at her. We, we that laughed. That was the mistake. It's the loss of dignity. It's we the, laughed it's, because we're like, why, why are you screaming at us? Because you're on your phone and not paying attention. It was that moment. But then she got out of her car. She she took a water bottle, threw it at my car, dented my door, and then came – she had a kid in the car, and she's coming at two grown men. Now, we're not going to do anything. We don't hurt women. That's not the point, but it's like getting back to what happened in New York – this is what happened to this guy. This woman got out of her car in New York, of all places, and opens a guy's car door. And he goes, what the hell's going on? And pushes her into the snow. Okay, she fell into the snow. But well, okay, you how, the, wait, why the is he getting was, arrested, the, Zuckerman? The video, why is he getting arrested? Okay, the He's, video, uh, and I'm going to... I'm going to be a dick here. The video was wonderful. He got out. He, he struck a blow for all of us that have had a woman yelling at us. And but uh, it's not. A, it's this has nothing to do with gender. This has to do with men and women. If you well, get out of your was, car and you reach into someone else's car, aren't you now kind of under attack, Zuckerman? Okay. And now I, do you understand okay. why I did nothing? Because I, I knew in that yes. moment. If I, did you see the video? No, I didn't. Okay, the video was great. He gets out and he with two hands he just decks her in the chest and she picks up off of the ground and flies backwards. Her little body flies backwards into the flat on her back into the snowbank. It was just such an effective deck. And uh, and so, yeah. And then but, she but was th stunned that that happened. <laughs> what did she think was going to happen? I don't, well, see, this point. is what I don't know. But see, in that situation, if I did not do anything to this woman. She dead in my door. I just kept going and got out of the situation. I wanted no part of her life. I did not want to follow her. I did not want to call the police. I never wanted to see the person again. I just didn't want to even think about her. Yeah. yeah. Right? But... It raises an interesting question because man and or woman, Zuckerman, and, and you may not know this, you're a lawyer. When someone, <laughs> when you, somebody, you get out of your car and you approach someone and you're in their space, you're through a window or you open the door, doesn't the driver have a right to defend themselves well, in that it becomes a, It becomes a question of what is excessive in the circumstances. And I don't think charges will be filed on that guy. He could there reasonably... Were, no, there were charges filed on I him. I think they... Okay, so I, I, don't think it'll, I don't think it'll proceed because she was being aggressive. And at the end of the day, he's going to say he felt threatened. He felt he was under attack. He did. In, in he the, said she that opened right his door. Yes. In the right the, set of circumstances, I, I think that the picture... The, the video can be can be viewed as really bad and something must be done. Uh, charges must be filed. But at the end of the day, I, I think it was mutual, mutual what you would call <clears throat> mutual combat. Yes. And, and a reasonable person in his set of circumstances may have felt threatened enough that they needed to defend themselves. He didn't punch her. He pushed her. I think he I think he gets away with it. But just barely. That it, woman was going to assault him. She was going to hit him in the face because she had already she had already punched him through the window. So he was taking a proactive step <laughs> to go. Do not lay hands on me again. It was, and I don't see it, any problem with that. But, I but, know, but it, it, but, it, but ladies especially, stay in your cars. Do you remember what happened to me in the Cedar Sinai parking structure? I, I do. Yeah. Was, no, I've noticed this thing going on in L.A. where. 
teenage girls and young women, they're doing things that I don't do in traffic. Like, I don't flip people well, off anymore because I don't want to be shot. Yeah. I don't get out of cars because I don't want to be well, shot. I don't want to be beat up. It's, I don't want to die because of traffic. And but and I have, you know, I can defend myself, I guess, if I get in a fight. It's not a gender issue. But I, but I say car, this to my wife. I go, Eric, you can't do, you can't do that. Look at you. The car, Just eye straight ahead is not worth dying in traffic. The car makes people think that they are that they are invincible, that they're isolated. They've got their Transformers armor on. But these people are getting out of cars. Anyway, out of cars. I don't want to. They're wanna opening, opening other people's doors. They are. Yeah. They are. All right. I want to. I want to talk about. Um, I want to get to listener questions because I ask for them every time, and everybody. Uh, gives great questions. One question, Zuckerman, that's come up over and over again on this show and that we tried to address uh, with C.J. Wilson and this viewer listener points out that we never really got there was, but I thought with Matt here, this would be good. Um, And this is from Jason. He's noticing what I noticed too. Most people can't afford the cars that we're talking about, right? Most people who are listening right now can't afford them. You know, when we all started out, we couldn't afford a nice car. So the sub $5,000 range for collector cars is what Jason is asking about, okay? Yeah, for what, a collector what, car. Not, you know, a collector car, a sports car, something to run on the weekend uh, that feels fun. And I, um, I'm going to try to find it right here. Here, I got a little something to see if I can pull it up. So this is what I do, Jason, all right? You guys can think about some other suggestions. I, this morning, saw your question on Instagram. I went on to eBay Motors. This is what I did, and this is what I still do. And I plugged in on eBay Motors $5,000, and then I sorted the years between 1960 and 1980. I did that, okay? okay? And then I sorted a third time for buy-it-now prices, okay? Okay. And within a minute... I came up with a 1969 Volkswagen Beetle classic with original paint, a one-owner car with 80,000 miles in this beautiful uh, light blue metallic. This this Volkswagen, Zuckerman, I was going to send it to you, but I, I figured I'd talk, talk to you about it here. This car is is, is uh, being sold by the original owner from 1969, and it's been a California car its uh, its whole life. Listen to this. 96.9 Volkswagen Beetle, great condition. Original owner sale, uh, 87,000 miles, which is fine, right, for an old German car. Automatic stick shift, he writes. No way. <laughs> Automatic stick shift. <laughs> All right. Maintained religiously. <clears throat> so there was a priest involved. Original engine, cold starts immediately. No engine issues. Well-kept leather. I looked at the pictures. They're perfect. No tears. Original paint. This is a well-kept, stocked, classic registration up to date through July 2018. Locals only. But that doesn't mean anything. You can have the car shipped. And here's the car. Look at that. There it is. Bye. Yeah. And, and, it's, and bu- buy it now, which, you know, that's the ask. Four nine nine nine. I think the the first car that you get, it's it's not about, the, it's about getting something old that transports you to a different era that makes you that, that connects you to what it was like to drive something in nineteen sixty nine or nineteen seventy nine. It doesn't have to be a hundred thousand dollar car. I'm happy to. I would be happy to get in that car and drive it. I would find it wonderful. Like, we would buy that car right now, right? Absolutely. I didn't want to tell you guys about it because I knew you would buy it. But there you go. I mean, that's just a sort. And that was – I didn't even get through all the pages. But um, Jason, if that's your real name, that's that's what I would do. He's also asking about the Miata. And the Miata we know. Yeah. Great car if you can get one for for that number. It's the most raced car in the world because they're inexpensive and there's so many modifications you can make for racing. And sure. Mazda supports them greatly through all of their parts dealers. If you are racing and you have the racing license, you can go to pretty much any Mazda dealer right. and, and get parts for it, I believe. Right. There you go. All right. So yeah, there, buying there a go. car that you think is going to f- be fun or trigger some childhood emotions mm-hmm. or something that are, are exciting is is – one thing, and then maybe buying a car because you think it's going to go up in value someday, some sort of investment car, is not necessarily the same car. <laughs> I, and I would tell you that it's, it's – I've never done so well when I'm buying investments, 
right? Just like I don't pick stocks all that well. If I stick to what I like and and what it, and it doesn't really matter how expensive it is, but if I like it and I like to drive it, I usually come out a winner because other people are going to like it, like to drive it too. <clears throat> but yeah. any time I bought something that I thought, geez, I'm just going to buy this and hold it and not drive it. Uh, or I don't want to drive it, never been good for me. we got to go look at that Volkswagen, by the way. That car is beautiful. Why I do mean, we got to look at it? Just buy it. <laughs> Just but, press the button right yeah. now. Any updates on John Cena, Ben wants to know. All right, a couple of interesting developments. We don't have the uh, the countersuit, right? What, 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 a, I, I, if it was California, what they have filed is something called a demur. That's what you would call it in California where your first – as a defense, your first filing is saying, basically, Your Honor, there's no case here whatsoever. Throw it out right away right. as a matter of law. And I would intuit that what they're saying is, is that in the state of Florida, a, a vehicle purchase contract must be contained in that one long-form document. That's why it's one that long-form with all the crap in it. So – the code in Florida, whatever their civil code is, probably says a sales agreement must be contained in all the terms must be in one document. And that's why we've seen the evolution of that, of the form you sign going from really small right, right. to really big, because all the terms have to be in there. And they're, and they're probably saying anything that's outside of that sales document is invalid. It, it's invalid as a matter of Florida law because it's, it's not contained in the actual sales agreement. And I think the judge is going to say, well, that's, that's not, I'm not buying that right off the bat and I'm not throwing the case out. You know, you can conduct discovery. You can do other law and motion on it. I still think Cena is going to lose. You know, and the rumor is that uh, Tom Cruise bought the car. And, you know, I thought it was nonsense, but now uh, I'm hearing Tom Cruise is doing a Shelby movie. Yeah. Why? So, right? why, why Carol why? Shelby movie? Isn't he doing that? So now suddenly... That rumor's been around for a long time, though. What? The Tom Cruise Shelby movie. But, uh, so but on, still, on the 4GT, though, you're saying Tom Cruise couldn't have got on the list? Well, would he? Would he well, we, we've talked about, you know, maybe Ford says we don't want it to fall into the hands of Zenu for, for, for a billion years. I don't know. We're no, just, this, we're is, just this is listeners who have told us through a, a friend of a friend, and it's pure rumor. Pure that, speculation. But from a Ford dealership down in uh, Florida that uh, what they're hearing is this, the car was sold to Tom Cruise. And when we Carol connect Shelby the dots, thing. we know that Cena lives in in – the same area. Yeah. That now we're selling conspiracies. Okay, okay, but, don't, okay. Don't but anybody like that owns that car eventually is going to come out as the owner of that car. It's that ridiculous color, and there's not right. many of them. What, it, what color was it? I don't remember. It's this weird bluish right. teal it, thing. Exactly. Some other, yeah. Oh, it was a special order color? They were yeah. all were, I thought. Yeah. That they were all that blue, right. Yeah. But there were lots of those cars floating around. How many, really? Well, you say lots. And I think it's, you know, maybe it's striped elite if they don't have all I that. I have not and, pressed yeah. CAA about this yet. I keep forgetting. All right, I'm going to press. I'm going to press. I'm going to press. Invisible rap. Test mule rap. We have a lot of close. We have another close connection. My business partner, John, his brother-in-law makes movies with Tom Cruise. There is a way into this. They make those Mission Impossible movies together. Mission Impossible. <laughs> I'm, closer than I, I'm closer than I think to finding this out. All right, let's get to some more questions here. Uh, someone's asking the 964 RS America, the 1993. Um, what do you guys think about it? We've had that question before, right? We don't we don't think much of it, right? Is it is it a special 964 now? It never was back then. What do you it, think, Zuckerman? Okay. Uh, since RSs are unaffordable and 964s are impossible to find, if you find a good RS America, then you've got a good 964. Buy it on that basis. But is it more valuable than a regular 964 because it's an RS America? The answer is no, because that was kind of sopped to the American market at the time, uh, put on uh, door pulls and a couple of other little bits that make it look like uh, an ersatz RS, but it's not It's not an RS. Ersatz. Ersatz. Is, is there a, a drastic premium on the America versus the non? A little bit. They try, People try to get a little extra money. Yeah, it's the, it's the confusing part. Like the RS part, the name, that's good. The America part, not so good. Like, you want 964 RSs? Yeah, everybody wants that. The RS America. 
It's, it's like it's like doesn't skim, have the engine. It doesn't skim have milk. the suspension. It's skim milk, right? Ooh. And the nine six four RS is half and half, baby. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right, motorator. Yeah. Nine thirty five talk, please. Oh. Okay. Do you have any updates on the nine thirty five? And this is from your buddy Apex Dream Cars, whoever that is. Right. So I mean, as far as updates, I, I mean, I, I don't know where you're, you're picking it up. So you know, we bought the car two years ago. Adam brought it to Monterey this past August, mm-hmm. raced it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Kenapa did a little bit of work for us for a lot of money. Brucey, and uh, as Kenapa does, canapized as we and, call it, and. Uh, he talks, uh, he, but you, you get your money's worth with the talk. That's yeah. right. And you and also the, get... And then we get the connection when you get the bill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you do get a hell of a lot of documentation. You get a nice folder of everything. Hey, wait, guy. did you get the folder with the Q-tips? Do you have the a guy? The, yeah, yeah. Oh, we all uh, have that. The guy pointing. It's like they give you a little photo album, and it's always the guy with the glove pointing at the things. That there was that. Yeah, yes, there was a lot the, of that. He's got a key yeah. tip against That's the door, favorite. and we love yeah. that. <laughs> could be any door. Well, I mean, I guess we could have taken these photos ourselves yes. for a lot less money, but uh, but the car, you know, the car works great. It it. Uh, have you driven it? No. Oh no. Um, I, I would demand that today. Now we did sign it up for Rensport. Oh, and wow. uh, and Adam wants to drive it there. Rentsport Reunion is the big Porsche Woodstock Festival that's happening this fall, right? It's that all the race September. cars, historical race cars. You hear them on the track. You race them around. You guys got to check it out. Now, we did sign it up for Monterey this year, but there's there's a, a, a probably a change in the car. We're probably not going to race that in Monterey. We're going to bring something else uh, just because of – a sponsorship deal mm-hmm. and advertising and stuff. Um, but really all we've done on the car is uh, we just started taking, you know, doing plugs and wires on it. Um, it needed wires, and I'm not sure why it wasn't done. We believe it was it was losing a cylinder during during the race. And uh, other than that, it's it looks good. It's fantastic. Um, and we uh, we are going to tune it as well. We're going to do it. We're going to put it on the dyno and put some numbers down on it. So oh, probably didn't Canapa do that? For all that money, yeah, I don't to put don't you know. on the spot. I don't, I don't know that he did. Sean wants to know when you're going to buy a Porsche. When is it going to? You happen? know, I've been, I've been. What do you, what do you have? What do you drive yourself? What are your cars? I have a 2001 E46 M3 with a supercharger. Oh, really? Who's, how does that work? <laughs> a supercharger. Zuckerman is so into the last of right the V8 now. interceptors. Remember from yeah? I mean, where does that fit? How does it work? It's downstairs. It's in the garage. Does it come out the top? Does no, it, no, no. It's it, it it's not a it's not a twin screw supercharger on top of the engine. It's a centrifugal supercharger, so it uses a Vortec with an air to water intercooler. Uh, this was Adam's car. Adam built this car oh, back wow. in the day, and, and he bought it new, and he special ordered it, uh, sunroof delete, and as you know, as lightweight as possible. And uh, uh, he, you know, he drove it for like two years, put about twelve, thirteen thousand miles on it, and and then a shop used it as kind of an R and D car and supercharged it and stuff, and it never really ran well. So the past six months or so, I've been going through and I've been fixing the car and customer and how, made, and how does it run now? And now it runs. Fast. Does it make strong. a funny noise? It it does squeal a little bit. The supercharger does have a little bit of whine to I it that, that I like, and uh, it's got about Look twenty thousand miles on. It. It's a two thousand one with twenty thousand. There was miles. a question somewhere here, from Zuckerman, about the one M. I'm scanning down right now. Hold on, because you know Zuckerman's all about these little uh, frat boy BMW one Ms. Um, Call it what you will. Once you're, it, it looks one way from the outside, but when you drive it. Amazing. I drove the Dynan version with the yes. turbo that makes whatever they added. Yeah, four hundred. All right, here, yeah. here it is. It's out. from this dude, Tom. Did you like it? It was great. Yeah. I mean, the short wheelbase and the suspension make for a bumpy ride, but, yeah. <clears throat> Tom, but it, it just blasts around town. It's so yeah. much fun. Tom says, I usually have a beater commuter car. Right now, a secondhand Golf R. Excellent choice, dude. I'm not sure I would give that up. But after seeing your post, I'm jonesing hard for a 1M. Is it a reasonable day-to-day Car he drives forty five to one hundred miles per day, and that's Tom. What do you think? Well, I, I know yes. what you're going to say. I say yes. Is it reasonable though? Yes, absolutely. Now you have two of these things. the The one that's not all jacked up. Does that have that same turbo pop? It that, doesn't that, make the noises. So it it feels, that, that it makes feels, to me makes it more reasonable. Okay, it, may, it feels fast as fuck. It's uh, <laughs> even the, the the stock one is fast as fuck. The one that's been modified and chipped yeah. and tipped and all of that is a demon. Uh, it's it's insane. 
Uh, but yes, you could easily drive that I every agree. day. Sure. It's a beautiful car. It's really fast. And you know where it's really best is uh, like when I had it on the PCH and, and you're playing Frogger there and yeah. you're darting in and out. It's very capable in that situation. And what about when the road's uneven? Does it, is it doesn't it, bother is it me compared to Porsches. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm driving an, an, an E46 yeah. with suspension on it, so I feel everything, and uh, you, right, and, and the car makes a ton of noise. I think it's actually softer than than many of the Porsches I drive. So to me, it's it's actually it's actually a bit of a cushy car for me to drive. Yeah, like everybody that drives old cars and things like that, you get into even something new like a like a. Like one M, which is 2011. And anybody getting out of their six series or something is going to go, wow, this thing rides rough. But not compared to all the other. Like, I have a 92 Alfa Romeo Spider. I mean, you know, my M3 rides great. rough, but it doesn't ride rougher mm-hmm. than that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that car. I love that. I love that funny Alfa shift position. It's yeah, so, coming out of the dash. It's like so that, peculiar yeah. and wonderful. Someone wants to know what my favorite Hoyer watch is. Yes. All the one you're them. wearing. Is gorgeous. I am wearing it. You're right. I'm wearing. Uh, this isn't my favorite, but this is a uh, Sifert Colors Octavia. It's called, and I'm wearing it because I. My favorite watch right now is this reissue I sent you, Zuckerman. They're reissuing the uh, Tag Heuer's reissuing the Sifert Octavia. And you Sifert told me Octavia. to buy one, and what happened? I've Caliber. Up. It's a. It's in association with Caliber Eleven, uh, which is this. Uh, I think a Tag Heuer associated uh, website in Australia. Well, I know that. And they're, they they work together to design this watch. They made a hundred of them. I was lucky enough to get an advance phone call. You <laughs> and, got one. And get one. Jerry got one. I got. And... I procured one for Mr. Seinfeld. And then I told you. And I didn't. I sent it got... to you. I said, order it right now. Uh, I understand. I got they busy. They sold out in 10 hours. I got busy and I missed out. And you guys, and, uh, but the watch you have on right now is so good looking this right is the now. Vintage you should one. take you like a picture one? of it and post it right now because it's really yeah, this nice. Is a, this is a great little watch. And, and under the lights here, it's Well, if got... you want, I can sell you my other Octavia. You know the one with the black dial and the white sub sub dials we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk as long as Never you're agree right away yeah um someone here is taking issue zuckerman with your blue 997 tt and and they say as i said originally seems out of character for the rest of your collection please explain now the what i like about that car is the color it's mice and blue right which is very much in character with the the type of stuff we all collect right right but it's the uh it's the twin the turbo. blandness of the twin turbo. Okay, it's the, the twin nice. turbo PDK that might throw somebody off. And the truth is, is that every once in a while, it's nice to have a car that you don't have to work too hard in. But at the same time, don't forget, this is a 997. It's a, it's smaller than the current car. It's got a great suspension. It handles really well. It's fast as fuck. It's a really great car, and if and if you're looking, if anybody says what's the first Porsche to buy, I'm always going to say buy a 997 and buy as much 997 as you can. I think yeah, those are great. the greatest, great series, the greatest series of 911s out there. What was the issue somebody was having? Because I think it's a great car. Yeah. Um, just around the other metal, like you know, you know what it's like when you have a collection and it's curated, and you start to have iconic cars in it and bigger stuff. When you drop something else in the middle of it, it always looks odd to everyone. Right. The BMW 1M. Um, and <laughs> this car, which I don't agree with. I like that blue car. I think it kind of makes sense in the collection. Because, you know, and Zuckerman, you and I were just talking about this the other day. You, you, every, you know, we've been talking about this for 20 years. I've been talking with Jerry for 20 years. Money confuses the issue every time with these cars. And it gets confusing to this guy because he doesn't understand. What, what we forget is it's about driving. And when you find a car that you love to drive, it doesn't matter what it costs. It's like it's like our '87. <laughs> and uh, I've seen Jeep. it over and over yeah. again with these these multi million dollar Ferrari collections. And you talk to the guy, and he says, "You know what I drive every day? My 328." And you go, "You go why?" And it's because it's not about money; it's about the experience behind the wheel. And that doesn't mean it, you can't experience money behind the wheel at right. all. Like right? I said, I drive you a can't. 92 Alfa Romeo right. Spider. That's right. right. You know, like, and, why? You know, it's a money pit. I'm never going to make money on that put, car. But And you ask me what would I choose between fun. a 550 and a 356 Speedster? Speedster every time. I've driven the 550s. You know, they're beautiful to have. But five, six million dollar car sitting there, great. I don't like driving them. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't. I want to get in my speedster more often than not. So, you know, there you go. There's a little useful wisdom for you guys. And I'll tell you one last thing about the 1M. Go ahead. Not only do I oh, like Oh, now he's defensive. No, I'm not. I'm not. But I'm going to give you a clue because you, you both probably have some kids. Not only do I like driving it, 
my 16-year-old son likes driving it. Yeah. And it's a stick. And, He's 16. And, and, Wouldn't but, you like driving anything? But most <laughs> kids... Don't drive stick. Okay. Yeah. He's, I, actually, I'll say he's the only one that can drive a stick in the hall of his high school. And he loves to drive that car. And that thrills me that he's learned how to row a manual gearbox. Yeah. No. Well, he has to. All of our kids sitting here do you, will so, have to drive manual And what's your thought on that? Do you send your kid to, like, a bonderant school or anything like that? Totally. Or do you like, – yeah. shouldn't I'm every sending, kid – I'm sending both my boys to racing school, and I'll tell you why. Because the first – I remember when I went, the way they talk to you in that first five minutes, like – I understand you want to go fast and drive like an idiot, and this is the place to do it. Yeah. You don't do it on the roads, and they, they we're going to get you comfortable with screeching tires and spins and everything else. And it really did help my driving after that. I never panic anymore in a in a panic situation. Unless a woman's coming at you yeah. with a water <laughs> bottle and a baby. I didn't panic yeah. there. Yeah, I, was just dumb, I was just dumbfounded. I was just like, what? No, I was not panicked. I just yeah, didn't want to do anything stupid like the guy in New York who pushed the lady in the snow. I think Butch. everybody getting their license should go to a driving I, school. I totally like that. believe and that. You should do the skid pad car in slow motion. And, and, I, and, should, and, 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 and if you can't do that, find a parking lot somewhere and, and get your, you know, on a rainy day, on a snowy day, get your kids used to that stuff and that feeling. And it, it really does help. You don't want your body pumping that adrenaline in that situation because then you're, you're making mistakes. You, you don't have to do, you know, four. $4,000 right. three-day racing school. No, like, not at Go all. do a $500 half-day yeah. like, entry to driver's ed, bondurant school program. Every in in many countries, that. you take in Europe, Germany, for example, they really have to learn how to drive yeah. a car. And I was always – nothing surprised me more when, when my daughter was taking her driver's test and I said, how did you do on the parallel parking? And she said, they don't have that on the test. Yeah. It's that they've dumbed the test down. How do you not? Where else, where right. else do you park in L.A. if you're not parallel right. parking, so they right? dumbed the test down. And we had to learn on old jalopies. We've had the advantage of starting with really shitty cars and working our way up to My science nice. teacher taught me how to drive, Mr. Monastere. He was also the driver's ed teacher. And it's, you know. If you imagine that, it's me and two other of my flunky friends in the back seat <laughs> on a hot day. <laughs> and just, sweating. you know, what are, we, what are we doing here? You know, you don't you, – you learn the rules of the road, but there's nothing – you know, the one thing that I remember he taught me is like every three seconds, move your, move your eyes to the different mirrors, left to middle to the right. And I do use that constantly. And, and and but that's it. The the rest of it I learned on the road, and the the, the big chunk I learned was at racing school many years later. If, with if you take a driving gang. test now, I, I don't know what kids are doing. Can, are you allowed to use no, the, the reverse it, camera? Or do, I you, think so. or do they say, yeah. don't look no, at that, use your mirrors? They no. have you park in a supermarket parking lot situation where you pull head in and then you back out. That's it. Do we have to be out of here at 11 o'clock? Are we okay to keep going here a little bit? I think you have a couple minutes. Okay, well, we got a couple more minutes. Okay. Um, what else should we talk about, guys? Oh, Zuckerman, I know what we want. There's one last thing I wanted to discuss with you. Um, and thank you, everybody, for your questions. It's very nice of you guys to do that. We have a very passionate listener base, Zuckerman. You're making, you're, you're slitting your eyes at me. You're looking very, very Jewy Shifty. at me. I'm Shifty. saying Shifty. a nice thing to our listeners who I like. And I okay, talk. but you're going to try to get me right now. I see that look on your face. <laughs> what, are you, what are you cooking up over there, Ferris? And what do you think you're going to get me? You're so paranoid. I'm not going to get you on anything okay. at all. At Let's, all. Hear at all. Let's hear it. But um, this show probably isn't going to air for a few weeks. But this week we had two very cool track-focused cars announced, the 488 Pista Ferrari and the new GT3 RS. And the D new GT3 RS, Suckerman, I think is something you and I should discuss. What this car came out, it came out in that spectacularly weird green. What, what is it called? Martian green. <laughs> but that's just the camera car. They always do that for the photos. The interior, oh boy. But, you know, what are we doing with this car we're at not. this point, right? We, we're, we're not. If you're, uh, you know, one of these guys who's buying all the new Porsches that come out, you've already ordered your GT2 RS, which is your I was going to ask you, when you came and did my show, you yeah. said you guys ordered one together yeah, or separately. I don't know. Yes. Did you get it? No, no, not yet. Not until probably September. And now Zuckerman has wormed his way into my GT3. <laughs> Yesterday <laughs> right. he called me. He knew. See, this is why it's it's tough to do business with a lawyer. 
He, he calls me and he goes, look, I, I have a GT3 Touring on order, but I'm going to give it to my partner. So I need half of yours. He knows in that conversation I can't say no. He knows that I have to say yes. I have Wait, to do the right thing. Do you make him buy the watch you're trying to sell to, to close that no, deal? No, that's fine. I want to okay. keep that watch. I don't want him to have it. But he wants... <laughs> no, you don't want me to have it. No, now, no, I want, he's out. now I want the fucking watch. You already told me. You can have it. I will do that No, I don't you. want it now. <laughs> <laughs> you are my friend, and uh, we, we do fun things together. So you always... But, but he wants 18-way seats in the car. Because his his back doesn't. That's fine with me. I don't. Give and my a shit. carcass does not. I am I am larger, wider than you two guys. And the buckets, the carbon fiber buckets, are not. They don't look as nice in the car. You're though. right. You know that. I don't, don't disagree with I you. Carbon my fiber blue. buckets look way cooler. When you look into that, I have my blue car in I'm the garage right now. With and you. you just go, my God, those not, like ribs, those alien ribs of those seats. I'm not know. disagreeing with you. Okay. I just can't say so that. this is what I, I'm going to do. That I'm going to let you have half this car. I'm going to let you put the 18-way seats in it, okay? And you pick everything In else. exchange. No, yeah, I already did. It's already ordered. It's ready to go. Uh, okay. Here you're, going to like, you're going to like everything that's in it, right? I knew something was coming. Unless there's something you don't – unless there's some special thing you like the in GT3. What is, for, the only thing I ask for you, the 18-way seats, and the rest is yours. All right. Well, I, I mean, little conveniences that we need. The lift kit I threw in there. I had to do that. Sometimes yeah. I, I don't know if I threw the fire extinguisher in there. I like uh, that too. It doesn't matter. But oh, and, and I think I put a radio in it. I put the uh, nice radio. In I it. like the Burmeister. There you go. I don't think it's a Burmeister. I think they only Bose. offer Bose. Okay. But, okay. This is in exchange for that. I want to put racing belts in the GT2 RS. <laughs> I want. I don't want a cage, but I want to put the real, the real like deal. We got sports seats and... in there, and I want to put the real deal up the crotch racing belts in there. Well, geez, <laughs> let me think about this. Hmm, what can I extract from you, Ferrison? <laughs> Would you How like a nice Hoyer Octavia? <laughs> no, 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 no. By chance, with a black dial and white. If you dials? still had the squirrel, I would. <laughs> if you still had Lloyd the squirrel, I would take him in exchange. But no, I think it's a great idea. You don't have to sell me on that idea, right? And we just leave him in the back. You can use the regular seatbelts, but I know my why kids. Why would you? Why would you think you have to sell me on that? My kids really want to be in a in a race car, and I think that's, that's the, the if if, that's if the ever bigger, you're going to have that that's harness the in there. Question, of course. Yeah. Why am I letting your kids into the GT2 RS? <laughs> this was a very sneaky thing you just did trying to get the implied permission to have those it's little... going to be half my car. Can I put whoever I want in it? Not children. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You don't know how... See, I didn't, I didn't do what you did. I'm nuts in a car with kids. As you know, my kids know we don't eat in cars. When we step in, we step over that little sill onto the carpet. You got to click your feet before you get right. in. Right. They well, know well, what, I said, what I told him, my father had hobbies and he was so precious about his hobbies and 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 so hard about doing it the right way that i never wanted to do anything with him so with my kids they could do whatever they want because i didn't want to alienate them now of course your kids can use the car i'm oh, fooling you. with you and, <laughs> i know you're joking and, you're and joking. you can that's very and, sweet yes yeah. and remember though i'm selling <laughs> you know what there's something you don't know i've got 10 people that want half of the car i'm going to make a killing so on this GT2 I mean, look, Wait, are you guys allowed to do that? You're allowed to sell them half a car we've and resell We've got to wrap up the show. We've, we've got to wrap up here, Zuckerman. I don't know how the okay. relationship goes. I'm just yeah. curious. We've got to say goodbye to all of you, yeah. but... You know, if you've got 10, I'm sure I could put 10 together, and we could really make some money yes, on this Yes, let's, let's commit fraud. Yeah. I, I'm into this. Well, we're already there. All right, Matt. <laughs> thanks, thanks for stopping by, man. Yeah, it's been a long time me. coming. You can follow Matt uh, where? Where do we find you? You're a moderator on Instagram. and Yeah, and moderator on, um, on all the social media. And uh, check out carcastshow.com and shiftandsteer.com. That's right. Zuckerman's the uh, at the real Zuckerman on Instagram, and his law firm is called, I forget, Zuckerman Carpenter. and... Zuckerman and Rally, the they best are. personal injury lawyers out there. And, and and that's how he gets all his money for Porsches, ladies and gentlemen, from the winds. And I'm at Spike Ferriston. And uh, you can find me on Instagram, message me there. And uh, as long as you don't use all caps like that guy, Jesse Valentine, I will answer your questions if I can. We'll see you uh, next week on Spike's Car Radio. Bye. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. 
When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stenge Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stenge Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stenge Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stenge, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.